folks welcome to another edition of soul talk and today we got a special treat because in the house i have anthony harris co-founder of dance mobile magazine hey anthony how are you all how are you guys doing crazy. thank you for having me yeah thanks for um thanks you for joining us i appreciate it um i cannot wait to talk about dance mobile magazine um but before we get into it just tell us a little bit about your dance background um, well, I started dancing when I was 13, but I was always around dance because my father was a dancer. He was a street dancer mm -hmm. and he was a tap dancer. So I was always around dance. And um, when I was 13, you know, I just got the bug, you know, to dance. And, you know, I've been dancing ever since. And throughout that journey, you know, I've, I've traveled, I've done tours i've done videos and you know just the the typical you know the, the dancer journey you know it's only so much that you know we can do especially you know uh growing up in the times that we did you know it's it wasn't that many opportunities as it is now mm -hmm. so but i've been dancing since i was 13 and and that's how i pretty much got started i got started to pretty much keep myself out of trouble you know and, and get through school so it was kind of like a um a therapeutic thing for me at first and then it turned into um something serious for me nice so then when you were younger as it started to become serious did you feel like okay yeah this is what i'm gonna do for a living this is gonna be my career or how did that come about um you know well you you only can do you know what you see you know as far as tv and things like that you know um i remember in high school i had wrote down you know they was like well what do you want to do and my only goal was just to be in a dance video and I accomplished that and it was like you know at that time it was it wasn't anything else that you know I really wanted to do you know we didn't know anybody in the industry there wasn't things locally you know in New Jersey for us to do or anything like that so you were pretty much you know making your own way making your own path so it was just you know things that I ran into is like okay I want to do that you know yeah. I ran into a group of guys and, you know, I want to join a crew now, you know, things like that. It was as the universe sent things to me, you know, that's what I did and that's what I aspired to do. But that was pretty much it. Nice. So then how did you go about, you know, getting your video or your first kind of projects if you kind of was just, you was just in the community and how did that work? No, it was actually, you know, we were working hard as, as the dance group and, you know, it was a group of us, uh, six guys, and we all had different personalities and different networks and different friends. And those types of opportunities came, you know, from those people. You, They saw us working hard and they had friends and connections and they decided to connect us after they saw, you know, how serious we were. And so that's how it came about. The first video we did was um, Tiara Marie, Make a Girl Feel Good. And that that was crazy because that day Jay-Z rolled up in his um in his Maybach and it had like the 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 um, the curtain on it or whatever. So we took a picture in front of that. It was cool. And he came and, you know, sat on the stoop with uh T.I. Marie. Freeway was there, Memphis Bleak was there. I remember we got a picture with him. So it was like a whole cool experience. And um Dave Scott was the choreographer. Okay. Um, I remember that. And it was in I think we were in Harlem. You know, for for that shoot, but it was a it was a great experience, and that came you know just from us working hard and people seeing that and thinking that well these guys deserve a shot. Right. 
I love that. And so basically community is something that I always talk about how important it is to be plugged into a community, be working, be training, and um, you never know what kind of opportunities can come from that type. I can't tell, I write about it all the time on the blog. I can't tell you how many jobs I've gotten just from being in class, you know, being connected, being at a show, just being in the community and doing, like you said, your due diligence training and just kind of being on top of stuff. So, you know, I love that, love that kind of reinforcement. Yes. Okay. I agree. So then how did you go from like performing and being in cruise to now having dance uh, mogul magazine, which is an incredible. Well, that was interesting because as the crew thing was winding down, like me and my crew, we had stopped like the year that America's best dance crew had came out. So we were pretty much done, but as you know, you know, that became big at the time and you know, more opportunities came, but I, personally went on you know my own journey as far as you know finding myself and what I wanted to do with dance Mm -hmm. and in between that time I saw the impact that me and my crew would have on the different children at the schools we would go perform at and I'm like well maybe I can do that maybe I can teach so I started teaching and within that journey of teaching I started linking with other dancers from other states finding out about their dance scenes and different things just you know whatever whatever else was going on because I was in Jersey and like I said it wasn't it wasn't a lot there for me you understand so I always had to go outside of my comfort zone you know to find different things for me to get into and my dad saw that he saw that journey that I was on um social media was coming out and so I was being more social and uh, finding people online and then going to like Memphis and DC and Florida, all these different things. And my dad would hear my stories when I came back and he, it came to him that, well, I kind of see what you guys are missing. And he was like, you guys are missing a voice. You guys need a voice. And so that's where it came from. So with me on the front line, you know, finding out about what the need was in the community that's what translated, you know, back to my dad. And he was like, okay, well, we're going to do a magazine and you guys can be heard, but also things that you need as far as resources can be put into the magazine. Like you guys need to finance your dance. So you guys need to know about credit and things like that. So all those different things that we need personally, you know, as a culture, he mixed that along with a, a dance journey. And that's how the magazine actually came about. Nice. How, so how has that, that uh, journey been for you? Like, what's been your biggest? <laughs> your biggest <laughs> well, well, the the magazine actually moves like an actual dancer. Like, you know, it's it's ups and downs. It's 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 drama. It's 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 a lot of stuff, you know, but it's it's not nothing that, you know, you know, we can't handle. But, you know, it's it's an actual living energy. So. You know, we're not exempt, you know, to the to the daily, you know, trials and tribulations like anybody else, you know. So, you know, but it's been great. You know, all those things have, you know, taught us so many lessons and we're so grateful for the good, the bad, the ugly, the, the awesome, all of that. You, you got to be because all of that happens to you for a reason. Nice. It's for you to learn, you know, so that's what the journey has been like. And it's, it's a never ending journey because it's based on purpose. That's what the magazine is based on. It's based on the purpose of inspiring self-empowerment and that's never ending. You know, that it's not going to end with one dancer or one choreographer. Like we don't have to get self-empowerment from a dancer. We can, you know, get self-empowerment from a homeless person. Mm-hmm. A, a homeless person can tell you how they became homeless. Right. And within that story, 
you know, there's a lesson that you can learn. So that that's the approach that we take with it. And, you know, people that buy into that concept, like the different choreographers, Chuck Maldonado, uh, Frank Gaston, Lorianne Gibson, like they get it, you know, and they they give us their empowerment. They talk to us, they sit down and they tell us what they wish somebody would have told them, you know, when they were coming up. And that's all it's about. It's just, you know, if people choose to listen or not, you know, these people have been in the industry, you know, 20 plus years or more, you know, and it's like, well, you know, like I was telling you earlier, we, I didn't have that guidance and neither did my father. So it's like, we want to give the next generation what we didn't have. And that's an opportunity to, you know, hear these people's story and kind of carve out their own path, you know, based upon that empowerment. Absolutely, which is exactly what we're doing here at The Working Dancer, which is exactly why I wanted to share your story with starting something like that, because I don't think that um, we as dancers in the community don't always get, I guess, images or maybe it just wasn't talked about or maybe it was over my head. I don't hear people talking about, oh, I'm a dancer, then they also have this type of business, unless it's, you know, like a competition or a studio or, you know what I mean? So we don't yes. see a lot of, or hear a lot of stories about dancers who are actually making moves in other ways, especially business-wise, right? And so for, it was important for me to have people like you on so that people can see and open their eyes and enlarge their vision that, oh, maybe I can have a magazine as well or a blog or, you know, any type of, uh, endeavor or opportunity that you would like to create for yourself that is absolutely possible and I love that you're also sharing stories because those are things that we need to hear you know Think yeah dan dance itself as a whole is coming out of the shadows and the good thing about that is is that not only the dancers are coming from behind the artists the actual need for resources and dance is growing so someone like yourself who is a blogger who's a journalist there's a need for you now. You understand what I'm saying? There's a need for more people that can do more things to actually grow the culture. Before it was never needed because all people aspired to do was dance behind other artists. Right. But now people, you know, we're getting back to the, you know, the era where there's dance stars now. Like, you know, we had like the Gene Kellys and, oh. you know, uh, uh, Fred Astaire's and people like that. Like those people are actually dance stars and they put together their own production and numbers and you know they had their own backup dancers as you know dancers and choreographers so it's getting to that point now and you know people just need to find you know where they can fit in like we we all have different gifts you understand we all can dance that's the easy part we've all been dancing you know for years now that we can do that's just self-expression but in order for us to grow as dancers, as a community, as a culture, we need to use those other gifts to elevate ourselves. And if we don't have those gifts, we need to reach outside of the, our comfort zone to bring in people. That's another thing. Dance needs to bring in outside people. We need to bring in lawyers. We need to bring in grant writers. We need those people. If we can't do it ourselves, the focus needs to be on that not so much the dancing and the viral videos like that stuff is cool and it you know it keeps things on people's minds and you know you can get sponsorship and stuff like that that's cool we know that works already but you know at some point we need to start adding to the base to make all this stuff sustainable you understand Absol what I'm saying? yes honey you just said a mouthful and amen to all of that you're absolutely <laughs> right and you very well said very uh incredible thought about dance stars coming back and love that relation to 
relationship to, you know, former dance stars, you know, Sammy Davis Jr., all of those type of people. And I didn't even think about it in that way that absolutely we're coming back around to dance stars and absolutely we need to pull. Yes, I love that. That was an incredible thought. Very well said. So can you tell us um, what's been your biggest challenge with, with dance, like having an endeavor and creating your own opportunity like Dance Mocha Magazine? Uh, I think that, like I said, we're not not exempt to anything. I think that we've ran into everything that um, a minority business runs into. You know, the lack of support from your own, you know, just that whole thing, jealousy, envy, just, you know, all of that stuff, racism. We run into all of that stuff. And it's like, you know, you know, you live and you learn from it and you, you know, you grow from it. And once you experience it, you know what it looks like. So it's like, you know, you can start to avoid certain stuff. You know, you don't have to entertain, you know, everybody or, or anything. Once you once you find your moral compass, you know, you let that guide you. You know, you don't let anybody try to compromise you and different things like that. And it's going to happen. Like, it, it happens all the time, you know, because people want what they want. But, you know, if you let your moral compass guide you, you know, and let your purpose lead, you know, you, you kind of just stay on that that road, whether it's uh, slow and steady or, or fast. That's the thing. You just have to have patience because the universe is going to give you what you want. You just have to be ready for it when it comes. It may take 10 years or you may get it in three. But if you do get it in that, in that three, are you ready to, you know, take on the other seven years once you have it like whether you come into money or a situation with staff and stuff like that because you know as people in general we want a lot but you know are we ready for it or are we willing to you know sacrifice for it but you know we've we've had this the same challenges as a you know any other regular business it doesn't matter if it's a dance magazine or, or whatever it is we've had all those same challenges and, and you know you meet them and it's either you let them conquer you or you conquer those challenges yeah you better preach in here uh anthony giving us church on a <laughs> on a monday evening so i'm talking as if everyone that um is around the working dancer is familiar with dance mobile magazine so for those of, of them who are not could you, you've already touched on empowerment and that type of thing. Can you give, um, you know, an overview of what your mission is with Dance Smuggle Magazine and, and then lead us into how they can find it online? Yes. Um, DanceMogul.com is always uh, the best way to find the magazine, the latest magazine. And um, we're always updating the site weekly with, um, with different articles, whether it's from uh, up and coming dancers and their journey or um industry choreographers that's been in you know the industry for you know years so that's always the best way to find out what's going on with dance mobile um magazine is dancemobile.com i mean we're on social media and and things like that and all that stuff is cool but that's another thing i want to reiterate to people is like you want to have your own like we control dancemobile.com we can't control facebook we can't control youtube instagram if those things shut down tomorrow according to those we wouldn't exist right you understand what i'm saying so when you have your own website and you have your own identity you know you know you want to take pride in that you want to build that up also because to be honest when you put a lot of your content on social media they own it like people don't really know that but they do like every time you put a picture or whatever like they have the rights to it because you know it's their platform right so yeah, dancemogul.com is always the best way. And we're always, you know, going to different events, 
you know, you could see us in person, whether it's a workshop or, you know, a b-boy competition or, or, or being on set somewhere, you know, we're always physically moving. That's why I said the magazine is, is like a dancer. We do things with the dancers in mind, meaning that, hmm, maybe we should go to this set because we'll be able to show the dancers the behind the scenes of how this works. So when it's their time, they can be ready for it. They know not to come in here with a, a with a bad attitude right. and, you know, dressing all sloppy. Like, you know, that's, we kind of, we kind of take, take on the, the front line aspect of that first and, and seeing what that's like. And we, we bring that back to the actual dancer. It's like we, we go take the punches for them right. and come back and bring them the information. That That's pretty much how the magazine works. And that's all it's about. And some people share, some people want to share their, their life and their journey. And some people don't, mm-hmm. you know, so that that's pretty much it. You know, we don't really take it personal, you know, because everybody, you know, is not um, in that mode of, of wanting to give to other people. Some people don't want people on the same level as them and just all those different things. And, and back to, you know, what we encounter, those are some of the things that we encounter. You know, it's just you can sum it up as just selfishness. Mm-hmm. You either have people that are selfish or selfless. That, that's how you pretty much separate people, you know, nowadays. So the magazine, clearly it's a giving thing. The magazine always has hundreds of dancers in it. So clearly we're giving, we're giving those people a voice so that those dancers can give other young dancers an opportunity to get information. That's what the magazine is really about. And that's what it does, you know, within itself, whether it was me and my father doing it or anybody, uh, a platform like that, should be about that it should be about giving Mm -hmm. i agree wholeheartedly and so then to sum us up um can you share with us maybe like your number one piece of advice or maybe something you've taken from all of the advice you've gotten from contributors to your magazine like what's what do you feel like is maybe one of the you know top one or two things that dancers should know about this dance life um my number one piece of advice would be you got to know yourself, you know, in order to succeed with anything you want to do. But especially with dance, dance is the type of journey. Once you figure yourself out, that's when you'll know, you know, how you want to use your body, which is an actual instrument and not just use it as far as dance, but use it in terms of making a living because if you don't know yourself, you'll compromise yourself and put yourself in a position where other people are using you for this, that, and the third. And you like, how did I get here? I, I was trying to be a ballerina. How did I end up at, at King of Diamonds? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? Like, that's that's what happens when you don't know yourself and you, you, you end up being somewhere where you didn't plan on being. So you have to figure yourself out. And I'm not saying that like that's an easy thing because it took me years to, you know, find myself and I'm still finding new things about myself now and about my personality and things like that. But, you know, you have, like I said, you have to find that moral compass that tell you, like, well, I'm definitely not going to do this and I'm definitely not going to do that. So when it's presented to you, you can be like, well, no, no, thank you. And you can walk away and still feel good about, about yourself. So my number one thing is... um finding yourself and also reading a lot you dancers gotta read you gotta read books like and 
everything isn't about dance. A lot of a lot of things like about marketing and about life, and you got to read books, man. Um, a, a good book, uh, one of my mentors told me was The Go Giver. Mm-hmm. That was a great book. Um, another book was um, To Lead Is to Serve. Mm-hmm. Um, the the origin of brands. Mm-hmm. As a dancer, you need to know these things. You need to know about marketing, branding, and these things. And this information is not privy to um, dance education because dance education is just that. It's just about you know dance and you know the people that came before us and technique and stuff like that. But when it comes to being a business and a brand, you have to go outside of dance to find those things out and bring that you know structure back into your life so but you have to find yourself and know yourself in order to do that you got to know as a as a person do i like reading if you don't like reading get the the audio book but you still have to learn you still have to you know engage information so my number one thing is knowing yourself and once you know yourself you can know how you learn and know how you want to move yourself forward and at the end of the day when you find yourself there'll be no one else to blame about, you know, your progress or your failures. It'll be all on you. I love that. Excellent advice. So very true. Um, Something I think that we just need to keep reiterating over and over and over. You definitely need to know business skills because you are a business owner, a freelance business owner, and know yourself is excellent, excellent advice. So Thank you so much, Anthony, um, for taking time on the go to, you know, sit and talk with us and share your story and all about Dance Mobile Magazine. You guys, make sure you go to dancemobile.com to check out all of the insight and inspiration that um, they share there. And until next time, happy dancing, folks. Bye.